You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I just felt strongly that I just needed to say something. And I'm not trying to make some political statement with it. It had nothing to do with it. It was just about loving our players. I knew they were frustrated, hurting. I knew they were uh, just kind of crying out in different ways. And and uh, I just, just felt like that, you know, with this position comes responsibility. And and uh, I needed that. I, I just felt like I needed to say something. Good morning. It's Monday, June 1st, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. The death of George Floyd at the hands of a Minneapolis police officer last Monday has sparked a nationwide conversation about race relations in America. A black man died in police custody, face down on the pavement, pleading with officers that he could not breathe with the knee of Derek Chauvin pinned against his neck. There's a problem in America, and we haven't fixed it. And over the weekend, we watched widespread, peaceful daytime protests in our cities turn into fire and fury by nightfall. Cop cars ablaze, buildings damaged, stores looted, tear gas in the air, rubber pellets flying. And it was horrible. And in the college football world, a separate conversation began bubbling up. What's the role of coaches in this conversation? Their rosters are predominantly made up of 18 to 22-year-old black men who right now are scared and who are looking for somebody to lead them. And is it up to the coaches, the mostly white men who recruit them and coax them to their campus by sitting in the living room and telling mom they will take care of her kids as if they were their own, to speak out against racism? Is it up to them? Why wouldn't it be? And yet Friday afternoon rolls around and only a few college football coaches had publicly commented on this situation. One of the first being, if not the first, Tom Allen of Indiana, who tweeted, quote, my heart is broken by what is going on in our country. Racial injustice is wrong and it must be addressed. I believe we are to love each other, no matter one's skin color. Love is a choice. Our players are with George Floyd's family. John fifteen twelve. Hashtag LEO, which is Indiana's lean on each other phrase, unquote. Alan is today's guest on the College Football Daily, and we will bring in that interview in just one moment. Well, let's talk about why coaches might not want to comment publicly. And it's no surprise that in a hyper-politicized world, the million-dollar men who answer to the other million-dollar men would want to play things down the middle. Do you remember last week, Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley faced backlash from a portion of his fan base when he quote tweeted a comment encouraging the wearing of masks during the COVID-19 pandemic? Half the people in his mentions told him to stick to football. And that's one of the most successful and popular coaches in the game being skewered for tweeting about masks. It stands to reason that every coach would be scared of wading into the waters of racism, but there's no two sides to this. It's not hard to show a little empathy, a little compassion, a little love. When so many people of color are looking to you for leadership, staying silent would be the controversy. As I record this on Sunday afternoon, the tweeted college coach reactions have begun pouring in. The cynic, if they really want to be cynical about this, 
can say they're written by PR departments or that they're cookie cutter statements set against the backdrop of a school logo. To that, I say it's better than nothing, and nothing is really, with the exception of Tom Allen and Georgia Tech's Jeff Collins, what we thought we had by Friday afternoon. We're going to see how this story unfolds. We'll see how these coaches are responding behind the scenes and what they're doing to comfort these players as they return to campus during these incredibly uncertain times, these historic times. And we'll see how P.J. Fleck, uh, the University of Minnesota, being smack dab in the middle of this, we'll see how he navigates this time as a leader. Let's get to our conversation with Indiana head coach Tom Allen. Coach, I read in an interview that you, you you reached out to Athletic Director Fred Glass to kind of let him know that you were going to be sending out a message. What was his What was his response to that? Uh, he was uh, super positive. He said, "Man, follow your heart." Because I told him, I said, "This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling." And you know, what should I do? Um, like I said, I, I just realized this. I'm not I'm not a lone ranger here on this. I'm not. Uh, it is more than just about myself and I represent a lot of individuals. And so, and I understand the sensitive nature of, of the situation and, and sometimes things can be, um, you know, misconstrued when they're said, taken out of context and all those different things. So I just felt like I needed to talk to him and I trust him and, and trust his judgment as well. So I uh, just want his blessing more than anything before I move forward with it. And, and uh, he gave that to me and just said, uh, and just speak from the heart like you always do. And, and he knew it would be uh, you know, the right things would be said. I went through your mentions on Twitter and I was really pleased to see that there wasn't any backlash to your tweet. Um, were you worried that there would be? Oh, I mean, goodness, in my position, you know, I, I'm used to the criticism. So I thought there would be some, you know, and uh, probably there was actually less than I thought, you know, to be honest with you. But uh, you don't really make those decisions with that in mind, you know, you, you, that's, you know, you pick your words wisely and that's why I pray for wisdom to say the right thing. But, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to live my life worried about what people think or say. I mean, when you believe you're right and you believe you've got something to say, you just speak with confidence and clarity and, and just speak from the heart. When you sent that tweet early Friday afternoon, were you aware that really no one else had spoken up and, and spoken out about that? Or, or were you aware of that? I had no idea. I really did not. Matter of fact, until someone told me later, I, I said, seriously, I just assumed others had, I that had nothing to do with it. So no, I really wasn't um, thinking about that at all. Did any other coaches reach out and say, glad you did that. That kind of gives me the inspiration or the, the kind of prodding that I need to do something to. Several did, you know, not, not to necessarily say, Hey, I'm going to say something now, but several were just like, Hey, I appreciate what you said. And, and uh, yeah, then they followed suit. So yeah, it's uh, I guess sometimes you got to, Stick your neck out there and be be the first one sometimes. Tell me about the conversations that you and the rest of your coaching staff are having with the players behind the scenes. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, very important conversations. Um, and and, it, and this situation makes it even harder because we're all apart. You know, we've had some, you know, things happen in the past and we have a team meeting and get everybody face-to-face -face and talk these things through and just let them voice their frustrations or concerns or things that might be happening in our country or or, or whatever it may be. And, and, but now we're all spread across the country. So their individual conversation, I didn't think a zoom meeting was appropriate for that. Uh, it doesn't quite feel the same. And so it's been a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations and, and, you know, it's, it's a different level of responses. Everybody's kind of affected differently, but, but uh, boy, it's a, I mean, this has definitely stirred some really strong emotions. And so these are very important conversations that are going to continue to have and, 
and I'm just even as we talk as coaches, the things that we can do within our community here to be able to be a, a part of the positive change. You know, I have I have a ton of respect for law enforcement. My my own family members are involved with it and love and respect them and, and there's so many great people involved with it. But obviously some things have happened that are wrong and need to be addressed. And so those conversations need to happen and our guys need to feel like they can talk about it, talk openly about it, and don't be afraid to say something to each other and, and just speak from the heart and speak what you feel and instead of letting these things be all bottled up and then come out in a negative way, you know, which is kind of what we're seeing across the country and, and, and that part's wrong as well. So there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. We're just trying to teach our players the right way. Is there anybody or any groups of people, and maybe it's your players or maybe it's your, your assistant coaches who you're sort of leaning on right now or saying, hey, I don't personally really know how to handle this. Like, is, is there anyone in your life right now who's kind of helping you? Well, I, I would say it's our coaching staff. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the brotherhood that I have. We spend a ton of time together. We, uh, we're always on the phone. You know, we're always talking. We're always everything. You know, we spend so, so much time. So, yeah, that would be the group. You know, and in our, in our support staff, you know, we have individuals that are part of the university here, too, that, that I lean on. And, and uh, my DFO and uh, director of play development and, and uh, our director of character development, those guys as well. And just that just, uh, you know, I, I value their, their, uh, their judgment their discernment, their ability to have opinions and thoughts here with all this. So yeah, that would be the group. And then, yeah, I care what our players think. And I, I want, I want to know what they, how they're feeling and what they're saying. So, but as far as, you know, the, the actual part itself is, you know, is the, the people that I'm close with here. Indiana coach, Tom Allen. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're very welcome. It's been a, been a pleasure to be with you. Thanks again to head coach Tom Allen of the Indiana Hoosiers for joining us on the college football daily. That's going to do it. For today's episode, for our producer, Connie Levitt, I'm Trace Scott, and we will see you on Tuesday. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.